Today on the Ramp Podcast, we have Daniel Lemieux, the RVP of Corporate Sales at MongoDB. I loved this conversation with Danielle. Danielle hails from Austin, Texas, and I loved speaking with her about her career in sales. She provided strategic and tactical guidance about how to identify a mentor early in your career, what it's like to be a leader at a big organization, and how to build up those around her. Danielle is inspiring. Danielle is inspiring. She formed the community Sell Like a Girl, whose mission is to empower those who identify as women in tech sales at MongoDB. Danielle identified a challenge within the tech sales realm, and that was when she got promoted into management, she realized she was one of the very few women leaders in the sales organization. She wanted to change that. And so she reached out to like-minded women at MongoDB and launched Sell Like a Girl. Today, MongoDB has increasingly led women leaders to their team. And Danielle is a huge reason behind this positive shift for the company. I'm thrilled that we get to learn and grow from Danielle's experience and guidance. And I know you'll love this episode of the Ramp Podcast. Let's jump in. You're listening to The Ramped Podcast, a podcast connecting industry heavyweights with the next generation of talented professionals. We're on a mission to build transparency into the practical realities of your early career by exploring how the world's best did it themselves. Our guidance will help you discover and launch a successful career in sales, technology, finance, and many other industries. All right, we are back here on the Rent Podcast with the How I Sell production. As a reminder to our audience, all of our guests answer the same five questions to get that apples to apples comparison. So Danielle, if you are ready to jump in, I would love to start with question number one. Okay, absolutely. And question number one was, what's the best investment at an early career salesperson? can do for themselves? Is that the first question? <laughs> you are prepped and ready to go. I love it. Yes, of course. Then the first question is, what is the best investment an early career yeah. salesperson can do for themselves and why? Cool. So I thought a little bit about this and I would say for me, the, the best advice I can give to an early career salesperson would be to find a mentor, someone in their space that they really respect that can help them at an early stage so that you can actually identify what goals you're trying to achieve, what some of the gaps are, help you practice for interviews, help you build your resume, a lot of things like that. I wish that's something that I'd done earlier on in my career because I, I probably would have like wandered around less aimlessly and actually had more of a direction and just like general guidance. I think that that the having a mentor is something that is like hugely valuable at any stage in your career. But if you're trying to do things the right way, like start with that. It's a great advice. And we have heard it a few times on the Ramp podcast. And I'm curious to know, so... Early career folks, at least what I when I picture myself back 
at that stage of my career. I'm just coming out of college. I'm looking for my first mm -hmm. job. I felt a lot of times like, and if I'm looking back, like really re reflectively, I felt like I was kind of a chicken with my head cut off. Like I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to apply to jobs. I didn't know how to network internally, what it even yeah. really meant to be at a company with peers. And I, I frankly lucked my way into my first sales role at, at Groupon. And I'm curious to know for folks that don't have that playbook of like how to find a mentor, what were, what are some of the steps that you would take when you're going into finding a mentor and like, how do you identify them? Do you just hit them up cold? You know, what do you think on that realm of yeah. identifying a mentor for yourself? That's, that's a really good question. So I would say I was very similar. I lucked my way and it wasn't into a company like Groupon. Okay. I was selling <laughs> Wikipedia page editing and management. Oh man, I love no. it. That's what I was doing. And I was making cold calls in a literal boiler room. Like there was a heater next oh to me. Oh my God. Windows. And I was in <laughs> a literal boiler room. So um, I definitely know what that means to not know like what's up and what's down. I would say my advice on how to actually find a mentor would be a couple of different ways. So like, for, for example, I know here in Austin, we've got lots of different groups and networking events Ooh. and things like that. I would encourage people to actually just go to those. I, I The first time I went to a few, I was like a little nervous, but just just go like know that other people are a little nervous too and and just meet people and practice having those conversations and practice networking. Through those conversations, you may identify someone that you really click with that could be a potential mentor for you. That's if you just straight up like you're not at a company, you don't have any like anyone yet. I would just start there. The other way I would go about doing it would be if you are in an organization, a lot of a lot of companies do have like mentorship. I know MongoDB, we actually have like mentorship opportunities. So yep. we're able to pair up like SDRs and ADRs with senior leaders in the sales organization. So just ask also, I would say just ask in your company and see if there is a mentorship program. And if there isn't, if you see someone that you think is pretty cool and you want to learn from them, they're just a person, right? Just ping them. Say, hey, like, what's up? I, I'm new. I would love to chat with you. And I've had multiple people do that. And I'm always willing to talk to them. I never say no to someone that wants to like just catch up or or just like get some advice. It's it's mutually beneficial because I always end up learning something too. Cool. That's super tactical and really appreciate you going a little bit deeper on it too. And I, you know, it kind of reminds me a bit of those old school kind of sales roundtable, sales networking events. I think it's actually become even easier today with Discord channels and Slack communities like Rev Genius or early career salespeople. And I mean, plugging Ramped, obviously, but Ramped, Ramped is great at pairing up folks for uh, for for mentorship as well. But I, I do, I do love that advice. And I think that advice actually echoes almost directly to your, your first role in sales or any role in sales. Like they're just people, right? They're going to say most people you find, I think generally are good and have the same type of general human emotions that you do. They, they want to help. And if they're asked, they're probably flattered by it too. Like, oh, you think I, I could be a mentor for you. That's super nice of you, right? Like, so you're, you're probably going to get a reaction like that if you go out and find somebody. Do you feel like, you feel like mentors in general, they have to be in your 
same like vertical or same specific job or could they be something else entirely? That's interesting. So I've had a variety of mentors in my career so far. Some have been in my direct industry and my direct like vertical in sales. I would say about a year ago, MongoDB did a, it was like a mentorship for underrepresented groups at in Mongo. It wasn't just sales. And so they paired us up with people outside of the company. And my mentor at that time was in enablement, not directly involved in sales. And she was really influential in helping me like chart out certain crucial conversations that I needed to have, or I was dealing with challenges and I didn't want to go straight to my boss and I didn't know how to handle it and how is this going to help me get to my goal? And without, without having that her and that outlet, I think it would have been a lot more challenging. So you, the person definitely doesn't need to be in your vertical. I also have a a mentor right now in Mongo who's on the professional services side, but he's a, like a high level vice president. So he's giving me bigger picture guidance, right? So they definitely don't need to be in your vertical. It's just good to have somebody to to bounce ideas off of and, and kind of guide you. Very cool. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think it's great to have somebody who's a little bit of, ahead of you, you know, when you're in sales to just kind of like work on the tactics and strategies and maybe somebody further in their career to give you that guidance of where to go. But you can get a really well-rounded amount of guidance and advice from having somebody who's not, you know, not necessarily related. So I think both could yeah. be potentially great fits. Well, cool. We went a little bit, a little bit deeper than just the, um, the one question on this one, but I think that answer was, was really great. And I'm glad, I'm glad you gave such, such strategic and tactical advice there. Question number two, uh, how has your view on sales changed over your career? And why do you think that's happened? Hmm. Yeah, this, (laughs) this is interesting. So I think at a super high level, if I were to boil it into like that one sentence, it's I used to view sales as such a grind. It was a consistent sprint, 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 sprint every single day, every single week. Um, and the reality, it's not a sprint. It is a marathon. And I think that phrase has stuck with me and really I've started to embody it. And it's made me like overall a lot happier and healthier, I would say. I like I used to take things so personally and I every every cold call, every rejection, it was like, it's me. They don't like me. Like, no, it's just business. And like, just keep calling. And eventually, you know, you're going to get a yes. And I, I wouldn't take vacations because if I took a vacation, then a week would pass and I wouldn't be outbounding and I wouldn't get those meetings and I wouldn't hit my quota. But that's how you burn out. That's not yeah. how you have success. That is straight yeah. up how you burn out. And and it happened to me a couple of times. I I like worked myself to the core and I was not happy. I was like not in it. I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't exercising or eating healthy or giving my mind mental space. And I think it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a great, you know, lifestyle. So once I made that mental shift that like candidly, I can't sustain this. I need to put myself first. I started to view it as a marathon and life's gotten a lot better from there because that's what it's if sales is your career it is your life <laughs> like you have to make it sustainable for your life otherwise you're just going to be like grinding burning out then quitting a job after a year yeah. or two 
then you're going to do it again and again. And then you're viewed as a job hopper, which no one wants to be. Yeah. I think it's important to, to view it as a long, long journey. It's really profound. I mean, you're, you're echoing some of the things that I felt in my first job in sales. And I remember a specific instance where my, my, the last manager I had there when I was an individual contributor, Sarah, she came up to me one day and she's like, Hey, you're just like, you're working really hard. Why don't you just, why don't you just take a couple of weeks off? And I really had it in my head at that point in time that I could not take off. Like I needed to be in and needed to make the amount of dials every single day, send the amount of contracts that I would send every single week and close that specific amount every single month. Or I was just like, not going to catch up or I was going to be so yeah. far behind that it wouldn't matter. And, and, and that would be it. Uh, and she was just like, just, just take care of yourself. And at that point, honestly, it was, it's probably too late. Like I was already burned out and it's good to get ahead of it and to get out of it. It really does mean like setting that intention about you first, like you have to come first. You're not a machine or a robot. You're a human. You have all of these normal feelings yeah. and thoughts and it's in human nature to just get like exhausted and you got to be mindful of that, especially in a role like sales where you're, you got to be up, you got to be excited about what you're selling and how you communicate with others. And it really, it really does impact it. So thanks for yeah. sharing that. And I think it's really, really important. Yeah. And I'll just say another like quote that has stuck with me from our CEO, David Chariot at Bongo. He always says that like it's not work-life balance it's work-life harmony that you need to strive for and the reason for that is it's not it's not every week you're gonna work eight to five and then you'll be off you know and it's just not like that because you've yeah. got end quarters beginnings of quarters you've got you go take a two-week vacation completely unplugged but then know that you're gonna come back you're gonna have to hustle a little harder to catch up get through your inbox get the deals going again whatever it may be but I think that's something that's been very powerful for me. And it's allowed me to accept something like an end of quarter, knowing it's a lot <laughs> and I'm working longer hours than I was three weeks ago. But knowing that give myself one more week, it's not going to be the same. I'm going to have more time for myself. And it allows you to, to kind of power through the peaks and valleys a lot easier when you think about it like that. Yeah, that's great advice. And we got a little bit of a peak behind the, the curtain at MongoDB and all the, the cool things that are happening there. But to David, thank you for, for that. I've never heard it before, but work-life harmony, <laughs> that that's a really, really interesting way to put it. And I, I, I love it. So thanks for sharing, Danielle. Question three is always an interesting one and it does require some reflection, but what is one mistake that you made early in your career and how has it shaped you today? Yeah. I think we all make a lot of mistakes, but I think the one that really sticks out to me is staying too long in a toxic environment because I thought I had to. I thought I owed it to my manager. I owed it to the business. I owed it to my team. Again, it kind of goes back to needing to put yourself first, right? And and I wasn't doing that. I was um, so focused on on making sure everyone else was okay, that I was really sacrificing my own, my own happiness. This was an environment that was very um, 
to say the least, like misogynistic, boys clubby, yeah. very sales, like, you know, oh, Danielle, you're wearing a dress today. Oh, Oof. you look so nice. Like, okay, Man. cool. So I can't like just <laughs> wear what I want to wear. So it was not a good environment for me and I stayed, right? So my, like, when I reflect on that, candidly, I, I wish I'd left far sooner, probably six months in and just known it was a toxic environment for, for me. But had I not, I guess, had I left then, it wouldn't have shaped me to where I am today to the point of being a, a woman in sales and being a female leader is now such a core part of my identity to the point that, I mean, it's what drives me. It's what gets me out of bed every single day is to know that I'm, I'm now a vice president, one of a couple female VPs at a public company in sales specifically that can, that can show other women that it is possible to achieve this in sales, in technology, when it wasn't something I ever thought I was going to be able to do, and that I can create that culture of inclusion and diverse thought and not have it ever be a place that makes any woman ever feel like I felt at that company. And it's, it's part of why I founded the Sell Like a Girl group that I founded, so that women can have a place to come and grow and network and, and build those connections. So it definitely was a very formative mistake, I would say. But in the end, I don't view it as really a mistake, right? Because everything that challenges us helps us grow. I mean, one, I, I am, I'm sorry that that happened to you and that experience happened to you. I don't, I don't know what that's like from the other side. I've heard it echoed so many times and I'm so happy and appreciative that you shared that with our audience. And I think it's really important that you do share that and you do emphasize that, especially for someone in sales who has come up through the ranks. Uh, obviously, the numbers are what they are right now. It is just such a male-dominated leadership role. And I think to have you communicating your experiences and being open and, and, and helpful with others, you know, gives, gives folks a, a nice thing to look at, like a guiding principle yeah. to look at and somebody who's in a position and thriving. So I really appreciate you going a layer deep and I'm glad you brought up your community that you founded because I was about to about to share like, is that, you know, is, is that the reason you founded it? It's really cool. I would love to, you know, to hear a little bit more about that as well. Like what, what do you all focus on? Yeah. So I would say that's like my, that was probably what deep inside like drove me to create that. But the, the impetus for why I created it at Mongo was when I was promoted to a regional director, it was at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I was the only female on the leadership team. And so I would be on Zoom all day looking at like me and then 10, 15, 20, 20 men. And it was Man. like so isolating, but I was like, you know, there's got to be other female sales leaders that just aren't in my specific space. And so I reached out and there were not a lot. There were a total of seven <laughs> in a very large Man. company. Now, this has grown tremendously. Now our corporate sales team is like 50% women on the That's leadership great. Massive improvement. But at that time, I created it specifically so that we could like network with each other. We had an opportunity to share our own experiences, advocate for ourselves. And it grew into a lot more than that. It, 
now it's we have like over 250 members at like an established affinity group and we just did like an event yesterday it was at end of quarter SLG event where we actually just talked about a couple of deals. We talked about how to prepare for QBRs, how to present yourself when you're nervous. Like, how do you kind of talk through that? And it was, it was just a closed group for those that identify as female, but it's, it's really been powerful. And I think for me specifically, one of my co-founders, her name's Stephanie Samuels. She is now our AVP for all of North America. And she uh, and I became close through Sell Like a Girl. And when it was time for her to advocate for someone to get promoted to RVP, she advocated for me because she knew me. But we didn't work that closely together other than in that yeah. group. So it it really does like, you know, when, it bring, when you bring women together, we can help all rise together, you know? That's really cool. I'm, I'm super happy for you for starting that. And I'm, 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 thrilled that this exists. We are seeing, you know, folks in our marketplace specifically, there's about a 40%, 40% of the folks coming through ramped on the early career side are female, which is exciting because the industry average is still around the twenties in the low twenties. So I think that the tailwinds are shifting, but it's through these communities, I think instill that, that muscle memory and that repetition that it can happen and you know sell like a girl can be something that folks look up to and and they just need to see it i think so for a lot of people they just need to see that it can be done and you're yeah. a pioneer there i think you're just having having that in the world and continuing to be improved over time continue to be followed over time and just built over time i think is is a huge huge step forward so thanks for thanks for putting it out there and i'm i uh, i'm very excited to share this with with yeah. our community as well Awesome. Yes. Happy to share anytime. <laughs> Amazing. So Danielle, that kind of uh, a little bit, a little bit off, but uh, our next question is who has had the greatest impact on your career? Was there somebody in your career that you looked at and was like, you were like, Hey, this is who I want to be or somebody who directly coached you or mentored you into the leader you are today. Yeah. So when I think about this, I think of two individuals, one professional, one personal. I, I would say my my father had a huge influence on me as a child. He had started a like cable television company in Boston wow. that was wildly successful. And I always viewed him as someone that was like a career, like businessman, super successful. And I always aspired to that. Now he pushed me like a lot. I did a lot of sports. I was very competitive. He was my coach. He would be like, God, like, got to get out there. Got to practice. Got to all of this and pushed me in school, pushed me to get my first job. Candidly, if he hadn't said, Danielle, you really need some sort of internship before you graduate with your drama degree. And I was like, but dad, I'm going to be on Broadway. He's like, no, <laughs> just like do something. <laughs> and that was my first internship as an SDR, right? Like, had I not done that, I don't know if I would have found myself in tech sales, candidly. I don't I don't know if I'd be on Broadway right now, maybe. Um, yep. I don't know. <laughs> but yep. uh, my journey would have been different. So I think he was like the impetus for that. And then the other person I would say, his name's Javier Molina. Um, he was the reason I joined MongoDB. He's been like a mentor and friend, boss, leader, all of these things to me for the last, I guess, six years. But 
he's someone that A, brought me to Mongo, which completely changed my career, changed who I am, helped me grow personally, professionally. Like I never thought when I joined Mongo as an account executive that less than four years later, I would be a vice president. That was not in my brain. I was like, that is not possible. But he believed in me. And he's the person that that said, you can do this. Like, you can do this. And I, you need that. You need someone that tells yeah. you, in not just your dad or your mom, right? But someone that you're working with that tells you, you can do this. Like, I believe in you. Now you believe in you, right? Yeah. And he always held me accountable. He didn't let me skirt by with any, no excuses, no excuses. Like, but Javier, I'm like, I did my best. Like, no, did you? And I was like, no, I didn't. Like, I could do more. <laughs> so, so I would say he's had a huge influence and and he sponsored me throughout my career. And he's been someone that was very, very influential for me. Really cool. And what a, what a great example to have from obviously your early age, this, the start from your dad and then to have somebody professionally like that, that was just your champion and really challenged you along the way. It's not just, it's not enough to, to, to just be a cheerleader when you're managing or mentoring, you really do have to challenge and help folks see the potential that you see in them. And it sounds like Javier did that to you for you, which is really, really cool. And you know, hell of a ride, obviously, four years till VP. That's very, very impressive. And Mongo clearly is very lucky to have you as well. And huge company. So, uh, you know, th- th- I'm sure they know how to evaluate leadership. And that's, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> I think so, but we'll see. <laughs> you got it. And who knows, maybe maybe next the next career stop will be on Broadway. The, the sec- second act, second act. Second act. This is act one. Then we'll take a little intermission and then we'll do act two on Broadway. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Very cool. So our last question, we've asked all our guests on all of our seasons. If you could, now that you have the benefit of hindsight, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice as you were entering in your career, what would that advice be? Yeah. When I think about what the advice would be, I think it it pertains to a lot of what I've already shared today in that you have to... Like I would be like, Danielle, (laughs) believe in yourself and be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself and put yourself first. Don't, don't just stay in the office for 12 hours because that's what the person next to you is doing, right? Put yourself first because if you're not taking care of yourself, then how on earth can you really bring your best self to work, to your customers, to your people, whatever it may be? And I think that's that's you know what I've realized is that if if I don't if I don't get up every morning and work out like I don't bring my best self to work and that means that my people aren't aren't able to experience that either and and everyone suffers right so I would definitely tell the younger version of me that like believe in yourself Danielle and be kind to yourself I think those are two seemingly like obvious things, but I, I wish I had known that because I think there would have been a lot less, a lot less self-doubt, a lot less potential imposter syndrome. And I would have been a happier, healthier person through, through my career. Yeah, it's great advice. It's the thread. I think that's tied this, this conversation together too. And it's super important. Again, it just is the foundational piece. You must 
treat yourself kindly, give yourself the space to feel like a human. And, you know, you don't always know it early in your career, like what you actually need to be successful or what the, like the base level is, what the non-negotiables are for you. It sounds like working out for others. It could be, you know, meditation or relaxing or hanging with friends, but there are some in your life and it's really important to acknowledge that and put those and prioritize those as, as number one, because the rest of it can't exist without that. Exactly. Well, well, Danielle, this has been a great discussion. I am so appreciative for you coming on the show. And I know folks are going to love it. They're going to look at you and say, wow, like such, such great leadership across a variety of stops along your career now at Mongo. And, you know, with, with obviously with Sell Like a Girl, somebody who I hope folks look at and say, this is, this is, out there for me. So I really, really appreciate it. Where can folks find you? Is is and, and two questions. Where can folks find you? And then for Sell Like a Girl, is that public? Is that accessible to all or just folks at Mongo? Good questions. Where can they find me? I suppose on LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't have a personal blog or a website just yet. Maybe, maybe at some <laughs> point, but I would say you can find me on LinkedIn and Sell Like a Girl right now is for our internal community, mm-hmm. but we are very interested in doing partnerships with other organizations that are, have similar aspirations. Or if there's someone that is interested in in joining Sell Like a Girl or joining Mongo as a salesperson, then obviously you can reach out on something like that too, because we're we're always looking for for more diversity, obviously. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm sure you'll get hit up on LinkedIn and that is a a nice plug for Mongo as well. So an added benefit in addition to being at a superstar tech startup and a great sales, a great sales team and possibly working under Danielle is you also have access to a bunch of these diversity inclusion initiatives like Sell Like a Girl. But Danielle, thanks again. Really, really appreciate it. Such a great conversation and we will connect soon. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the ramp podcast thank you thank you for listening to the ramped podcast to access our show notes the ramped platform or to become a corporate partner visit www.rampedcareers.com or email us at sales at this podcast is brought to you by ramped ramped is on a mission to democratize job access through learning and career discovery until next time <laughs>